Hour two of the Blitz. It's starting right now. Live here on Fan Run Radio, 1340 AM, 105.7. That's the FM number on your dial to find us. We're live in the Fan Run Radio app. If you want to go download that app, it's free. You can take us with you on the go. We're also live in the Fan Run Radio web browser. And that video feed, it's up over on Twitter, on the Fox Sports Knoxville Twitter, if you want to watch along at home. Basically, we're just, we're worldwide. We're live all over the place. Um, a little housekeeping, too. 920 Podcast is back. Myself uh, and Logan Quinton talking Tennessee baseball. It's right around the corner, February 17th. That is going to be here so, so quickly. I mean, that is really just, like, right there. Right there. Right there. The boys will be in Scottsdale playing Arizona. Ball. Boom. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the first episode, I guess, for this season of the 920 podcast, 920 miles from Knoxville to Omaha, uh, myself and Logan Quinton. We had a special guest this morning. Is it really 920 miles? You think we're frauds? Maybe. You accusing Logan Quinton? No, I'm just, just wondering about y'all's math skills. I mean, All right, like, are we doing like? To be completely honest, I don't think I've ever like checked. <laughs> is it like the actual stadium in Omaha, or is it just the general? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I got it. Is it is it from Lindsey Nelson? I don't know, but if it turns out to be wrong, don't debunk it. I won't. I don't think I don't. I don't I'll think, keep it to myself. I don't think that our podcast can survive. I don't think you can rebrand at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just too late. <laughs> TD Ameritrade, right? Yup. <laughs> Let's see. It's taking a, a really long... Oh, it's exactly 920 miles. Oh, perfect. Well done. That's exactly. not... That's uh, Yeah, exactly 920. Unless you take a different round, that's 941. From TD Ameritrade? Yeah. Straight from Charles Schwab Field at Omaha. I thought it was... Okay. Charles Schwab Field, TJ Ameritrade Park. Got it. Yeah. Well done on the math, boys. Good job by us. Oh, good job by Logan Quinton. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we got a new episode for you. Dropped about five minutes ago. It's over on the Fox Sports Knoxville Twitter uh, I'll retweet it as well. But I gave it a like. We were fortunate enough to be joined this morning by Griffin Merritt. Uh, Griffin, well, a Cincinnati transfer, was the player of the year in the American Conference last year. Thought about going to the draft. Instead, decided to come to Tennessee as a graduate transfer for his final season. He was most recently ranked by D1 Baseball as the number 14 transfer in the entire country. And uh, me and Logan sat down with him for about 35 minutes this morning and just got to talk talk ball, talk awesome. the transition to Tennessee. I will say, in all the interviews that I've done in my lifetime, that was like right up there as one of my favorites. Just in That's great. In terms of like getting That's to great listen to, hear. to his baseball mind. I can't uh, wait to listen. Griffin was very just like intelligent honestly mm. just, like with his baseball he's brain, got a he's got a he baseball just, he just mind got that baseball mind that's what uh, you want so it was good to talk to him can't Go wait to check listen that out can't wait to listen yeah i i need to listen back to it too honestly just to see what <laughs> see what you said see what i said yeah you know yeah <laughs> you got to even uh, though you've already re, you've lived that conversation it's nice to hear it 
just I mean I want to pull some specific notes from it just for getting into the baseball season to have to look back at because thought there was some informative stuff in there but um hour two getting started Matthew we ended hour one over on the Big Orange Philly phone lines hey by the way it's six six two five Maynardville Pike and Halls sure spot that's Big Orange Phillies great food better vibes great spot to pop in for lunch uh, after work maybe you want to go grab some burgers and beers go ahead and pop in over there uh, on the weekend I know it's a great spot to watch a game it's also just a fun place to go out live music karaoke pool darts it's a big venue uh, great location 6625 Maynardville Pike you can check out their menu over at bigorangephillies.com man we love big orange phillies it's a big orange philly phone lines but uh Matthew was asking us our opinion on Tyreek Key. And I do think it is kind of interesting to, to break down like what his season has been at Tennessee. Now he's out of the starting lineup. And I mean, I agree that it was kind of, you know, he was kind of set up unfairly in the sense of like the expectations that surrounded him because he was having to play out of position a little bit. Yeah, and he's a guy that was much better suited to be like that off-ball guard, um, and instead, you know, he was thrust into that point guard position. And we've seen some up and down play from him, but I mean, he's giving you eight point six points a game. Uh, not terrible. He's had some some nice moments. He's had some games where he shot the ball pretty well, and I think he'll kind of step into a new role now. And I, I think that could really even kind of benefit him, but. I think maybe there are some unfair expectations for him as well, <clears throat> um, just because of of the year that he had. Yeah, at let, Indiana let, State. I mean, seventeen points a game last year, the well, year before fifteen, the year before seventeen. But he was not brought well, here to be that. Guy. And we also forget he missed all of last year with a pretty serious injury. Right. So he, he I mean, he's still playing his first games in like two years, and I mean the the level Indiana State was a, a pretty good team. That, that's right. a huge jump going from yeah. an Indiana State to all of a sudden you're a top five. You're competing with guys who have been around a top five team before. Well, that's what I'm. That's a lot of I'm competition. Yeah. yeah, the expectations like I don't think were super fair to him because he was not like he wasn't. He wasn't brought here to be 17 points a game, Tyreek Key. Like I, I'm sure that he wasn't sitting there in the recruiting visits and they were like, "All right, you are, you're our offense. Like you're gonna have the ball all the time, and we need you to go find points." Like no, he's brought in to, you know, to do what he does but in a way that contributes to the overall success of the team. And, I, I mean, I think if we're all being honest with each other, even if he was being honest with himself, probably <clears> hasn't gone as well as he'd hoped, I guess, from an efficiency standpoint. You know, that field goal percentage, not beautiful. But I don't know. I still think he's a really good player. Like, I think if now that he, he's kind of in this bench role, that, that could even be better for him as he settles into it and can just become – you know, that shot maker off the bench rather than a guy that's kind of sort of trying to run the offense but also kind of sort of is at two guards sometimes, but then it's kind of this and it's kind of that. Uh, I guess a more defined role, I think, could could help him. But at Indiana State, right, I mean, it's, it's just different competition. And also, I mean, the offense was played through him. So it's it's just different to step into to something like Tennessee. Um as for you saying, you know, do you think this is even somebody that Tennessee recruits if he's not from Tennessee? I think that's kind of a, you know, I don't know it wasn't, I know it wasn't your intention, but I, don't, I think that's kind of disrespectful to, to Tyreek Key's game. Like, uh, I mean, you look at his recruitment, I think there were plenty of 
big time schools that wanted him. Obviously, he wasn't Tennessee's yeah. first choice. If we're just being honest, well, yeah, in the sense that Tennessee recruited Hunter from that we just saw from Texas, and like they recruited Uri Collins and and. You have the LSU guard that went to Georgetown instead, whose name's escaping me. So, you know, there's maybe some other guys you looked at for the position, but no, Tyree Key deserved to come to a place like Tennessee. He had earned that, and, and other schools wanted him too that were at similar yeah. levels. Yeah, it was to the point where I think at the beginning of the year um, he was considered one of the top transfers for, you know, contending schools, for Power 5 schools, top transfers from, you know, a mid-major to a Power 5. Like, it was, he was one of the more, like, impact transfers to watch for at the beginning of the year and, and and like yeah he hasn't been that 18 point per game guy that he was at indiana state but yeah he doesn't need he's clearly that's not his role at this point his role has been changing i think he's been trying to develop that role he has had some really good moments in that starting position when we needed him in that role unfortunately he got sick so that kind of opened the door to figure out hey maybe zakai is better starting um but now you know he has another role. Uh, he has shot really well in conference play so far from from three. He's shot pretty well. I think about thirty five percent from three. Um, he can come in and, and kind of give you a little bit of of a different look at that position. Still, he only played seventeen minutes on on Saturday, but I feel like the starters were in such a groove on Saturday that it was it's kind of hard to take them out of rhythm. Like they were playing thirty plus minutes with ease and. And every game just is different, so I think you're going to continue to see Tyreek Key's role and impact on this team continue to change in a, in a, in a positive way game by game. Because, I mean, you're, you're, you're still in January. You're still trying to figure out what works best. Like, you, you still didn't really know that in mid-January. Maybe you're getting a better idea of it now with what happened on Saturday, but you're still always trying to figure out what works best. Teams really struggle with doing that. I think Tennessee is, is starting to really get a good sense of it. February coming up, Wednesday. I mean, that was your last game in January, so. Yep, it's February time. It's February time. and Last month of the full regular season. This is, I mean, this is the month where you define everything and you kind of, you know, try to get to a point where you know what your, you maybe probably cut your rotation down a little bit. You know what that rotation is going to look like come March. Uh, you know, you know more so what your closing lineups are going to be, like what, what, you know, what kind of team you are. This is that month where you, you get everything right. And you get rolling into March. Uh, so Tyreek Key taking on a new role. But I think February could be a big month for him. I do. I, I still have a lot of, of, of faith in, in Tyreek Key. Whether I guess that's warranted or not, we'll see. But got a lot of faith in him. Uh, we'll take a break, though, and we'll switch gears, get off of basketball, get into the NFL playoffs next on The Blitz. Looking for a sweet treat to grab on the go? No need to bust. They got whiskey, women, music, and smoke. It's where all the cowboy folk go to boost good boogie. All right, back here on the Blitz. And, um, man, a couple playoff games yesterday. Where do we start? Where do we start? Uh, so much to get into. And... Not enough time, probably, but I don't know. I guess my overall kind of takeaway from the weekend is I was right. Officials aren't good. I was right in my prediction. I think that's the uh, the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Yeah, I I tried to tell y'all. 
so last night the uh, last so we got two very different games yesterday. We got one that ended with one team that didn't even have someone that could throw a football uh, that got blown out. We didn't really get a fun game, uh, and then we got one all-time game. Just yeah, a great, great game. AFC championship. That was a real, a real nut punch though. Gut punch last night. So I had a ten dollar bet uh, for the game to go to overtime. It was so close. Would have paid me eight hundred dollars. We haven't got an overtime game with these new rules yet. You know what eight hundred dollars would have done for me? That would have been that would have done a lot. Out a whole a lot. lot. Out of a lot. Yeah, and and we were one Joseph Osai late hit away from overtime. Just and about. from me having eight hundred dollars, so that hurt. I also had tough Bengals money line, so that hurt. Yeah. I also was in first place in like a big bracket pool. You went over two. And if the Bengals would have won the Super Bowl, I would have won said bracket pool and won over a thousand dollars. That hurt. Yep. Um lost three separate one game parlays by one leg mm. and none of the legs lost by more than five yards. That mm. hurt. And then on top of all Might of be that, cursed. I look down at my phone and I see a text from <laughs> Mr. Brock reminding reminding me of uh, a bet that I somehow decided to take with Sam on Friday. I guess I got a little too excited at some point. I do that sometimes. Apparently, I forgot all about this. We made the deal that if any of us got the two champions exactly right, since we all three had different picks, uh, the other two would have to do shot color trivia this week. So not only did I lose all those <laughs> bad beats, also – me and Sam will be engaging in uh, another round of shot color trivia on Wednesday. Yep. Yippee. Yippee. Sit tight and enjoy it. It's fun. It's a good life over here for me. Not getting shocked. Well, the other thing. Taking games right. The the other thing is is that means that I'm just gonna have to to make another bet with you and and put myself <laughs> at risk of getting shocked again. Just gonna keep because going because I'm until not gonna settle until you get shocked. I know you're not. Um, maybe I just won't miss again. It just, just comes into me. Turns into me getting shocked every Wednesday. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm. We got we got good, bad, ugly Mondays. We get Tuesdays. Get a draft. Thursdays, fact or fiction. Fridays. Just a shock. Shock Charlie day. Wednesdays. Yeah, we just shot Charlie a little bit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> shock therapy for Charlie. My mom told me not to do it again too, so, so she's she, not going to be happy. That was your fault. You shouldn't have shouldn't have put your well, mom. I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep doing it. I'm just going to. Do <laughs> <laughs> it o for me this weekend. I'm happy about it. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. I don't think that. I don't know. I. The Eagles had the least impressive blowout win of all time, in my opinion. Well, yeah, the just Niners. Starting with that game. Yeah, the Niners just had no chance. The Eagles, first of all, what they scored three touchdowns that were practically just gifted to them on a platter. Just here. I mean, let's not diminish the fact touchdown. that they. No, I am. <laughs> I am going to diminish this. Uh, the Eagles have had the most Mickey Mouse. Super Bowl run of all time. Yeah, no, the AFC is much better. And they are in line for an ass-kicking no. in the Super Bowl. No, I think the Eagles are actually just a good team, but I do think that they've made good teams look awful. The Giants are were a decent team. Giants were a decent team. 49ers were a good team, aside from the fact that all their quarterbacks just can't help but getting hurt. The, the officiating makes, was disgusting. One thing that makes me so mad is the fact that the 49ers beat the Cowboys, and the 49ers are just not good. 
The 49ers, Brock Purdy was, it turns out he's just not that good. And I don't know he, how that's your takeaway. I think, if anything, the takeaway is like, oh, maybe it isn't a system thing because we put Josh Johnson in there, who's not very talented, but like should probably have a similar skill set to the last person drafted in the NFL draft. We put Josh Johnson in there, and he looked like he should be like eating crayons on the, the sidelines. <laughs> like, I mean, he compared to Josh Johnson, Brock Purdy is great, but I I just think that I don't know. I just the NFC was very underwhelming, and it, it should have been an easy maybe choice that the Eagles would be in the Super Bowl. And it, it clearly turns out that's it has been the case. They haven't really broken a sweat. It feels like. I mean, that was to me. It was like the Eagles did not deserve to win that game. At all. Well, uh, the 49ers but certainly did. The 49ers deserve, deserve to win it even less somehow. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just every time that it seemed like the, 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 the Eagles were going to end a drive, there was a penalty that appeared out of nowhere to extend it. There was a bad roughing the punter penalty. There was a bad face mask. They called an incomplete pass, a completion that extended a drive on fourth down and led to touchdowns. Like, you, you, I mean, I, I, there were three separate drives that the Eagles scored on, a total of 21 points that undoubtedly should have come to an end if it wasn't for the interference of the officials. Would it have mattered? No. Potentially. The Eagles would have still won that game. Potentially. I mean, <laughs> the Eagles would have still won that game. If the Eagles score 21 less points, they still won the game. It changes the game. 10 to 7. Flow. It changes game the game flow, though. Like <laughs> game at that over. point. Maybe you're being more aggressive if you're the 49ers. Like maybe you're trying to do something else. Maybe I get you can that. go on a 16 play drive uh, I get that. that takes you know three plays, you know three yards at a time on those 16 plays, and, and, and you know figure out a way. But when you're down by two scores or three scores without a quarterback, you feel a lot more helpless, and it changes the entire way that you play the game. If you want to say the NFL is rigged to have Andy Reid face off against the Eagles in the Super Bowl, I won't be mad at you. No, I'm not saying the NFL is rigged. I'm saying the officiating is just bad. It's bad everywhere. Like, that's think, just what happens. Like, it's it's think, bad everywhere. But that, that's my takeaway, <laughs> really. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm not trying to say that the officials were like, oh, we want the Eagles to win this game. In the nightcap, I thought the officiating somehow out, like, it was outdid the, the afternoon game. It was even worse. <laughs> and that felt really one-sided against the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah. too, if we're being honest. That one, that one may, that's one of those where you go, eh, maybe they did want the Chiefs. You know that they actually didn't, but... Uh, maybe they did. You know, it, it was just bad. It's and usually bad, the fact that but we you hate that it's two, so prevalent. It, the sometimes. fact that we had to sit there on a Sunday, you, I think you're. You should be more upset about this. I'm really As not that upset fan. about it. As I a mean, football fan, I we get had to it. sit there. I get and it. Get an NFC Championship game and an AFC Championship game turned into ref shows. I thought both of them. I mean, the AFC Championship game was in its own right incredible, but it also kind of turned into a ref show, and. I say all this to get to this point. The NFL makes a trillion dollars a year, maybe two trillion, maybe seventeen trillion, maybe a, a gazillion. I mean, not obviously hyperbolic, but like they make infinite money, essentially. Referees need to be full time. Mm. Referees need to be full time. Studying the game every day. They, I mean, like they need to be full-time Watching employees. Film. They need to get paid yeah. more and become full-time employees, so then you can have more accountability. You can or I keep going. I just had a, a random thought about what they could do. I mean, just uh, again, and, and officiating's become a problem. I think across sports, it's gotten yeah. increasingly worse. But 
like in the NFL, pay them what they deserve to be to make, make them full time, but then also put that in a situation where you can be more critical, where you can be more correctional, where you can it's more competitive for officials to want to be better. And because it's full time, they have more time to be better. I also think that you know we can dumb some things down a little bit with like roughing the passer and like some of these other yeah. rules, but it's it's a hard job and I don't think we really do a lot to make it easier on them either. Like I think that it's gotten to the point where officiating needs to seriously be addressed in the NFL this offseason. And I think it starts again with making them full time. At least it wasn't like the uh, the uh, pass interference no call Saints and Rams. At least that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> at least they were what? bad, but at least they didn't make the at least worst they mistake do that. that we've ever seen. Um, I think what they could do, I mean, it's clear they have chips in the ball now. Why don't we just, you know, instead of them being referees who make decisions on the field, let them just be spokespeople to translate the message from the people who are watching it with multiple screens, like a VAR type deal, and let them just be security to break up fights. <laughs> like just, They could still be as jacked as they normally are, Just they, and then just let them like be the, the guy who, like, speaks about what happened, the ruling, but they don't actually spot the ball. They don't actually, you know, decide if it's a touchdown or not. They they don't decide. They don't throw flags. It all comes from a, a, a control room from above. Let well, them make the decision. Those defs roughly were not keeping Trent Williams in hand in that situation. <laughs> I don't think yet. I don't think they can break it. No, I'm saying <laughs> we, we get even bigger guys. We get – strong men like bodybuilders out there ready to or like former offensive linemen former nfl players just go in there they're just security yeah let's get <laughs> can andrew whitworth not not ref our games and just put him out there and just like i could do oh, that would be so fun imagine getting like a richard sherman yeah as a ref <laughs> i know there are a lot of people that say that you could do this or you could do that i know for a fact that i would be a better nfl official than most of them right now I think that's just that's just false. Yeah, I mean it's your job to like keep me in check when I say things like this, but that's just false. I, you know, sometimes I just have the you've never refed a football you know, game in your life, Charlie. Sometimes is, I just have the uncontrollable urge to like say things like this, and I'm gonna say this right here. Like if you stepped foot onto an NFL football field and like were in the field, if you were the man in the arena, if you were stepping onto the football field, you would have no clue what to do on there. The yeah. thing is, well, I don't. Uh, no clues. A step too. Like you think I'm just gonna be like, like standing and like facing the crowd there's, on accident. Like, well, no, but there's know, just, there's the just no way game. that you could keep up with the speed of the game. And like, I know you wouldn't do a good job penalty. because you would have called Josh Dobbs his fumble an incomplete pass. But <laughs> uh, I would have actually on the field called it a fumble just like the refs did. Um, I also think like you know every game, no matter what sport, it's always yeah the refs did something. Refs did something. It's part of it. I understand when it's like frustrating that one team's getting all the calls. And sure, you could probably say, yeah, the Chiefs were getting some really beneficial calls last night, and they're a home team. So it's right. So yeah, you can be frustrated. That's, that's part of it, though. I feel like there's just so much human error to it. I mean, umpires are you want robo umpires in baseball? No, I don't. Yeah, like great. But yeah, like I know. balls and strikes is either. a little bit different. Like that's but baseball umpires error, get the human destroyed more than uh, most. I don't really. Th- I don't know. If baseball umpires get destroyed more than I most. I think so. Yeah. I think that like one specific umpire gets destroyed more than most because he's just really bad. But like, well, yeah. I mean, I think in terms of like overall, the it's basketball and football officials get dr- grilled far more. 
I think it's just because we're in basketball and baseball season, or basketball and football season. I, I mean, I, I still think baseball they get heavily criticized because they're calling every single pitch. Like, I still think they get far more criicized in football and basketball. But I think yeah, they I just mean, all I, do. You, you could I think look they just at all it do. like, oh, you know, it's just part of it. Like people are always complaining about the refs. Like, yeah, you know, it's people. You're are gonna, gonna be on the. You're gonna be on one end of it. And you're gonna be on the other side of it. Well, it all maybe, comes back around. I think you could also look at it in the sense of like, hey, people keep complaining about the refs more and more each game it feels like there will always there's be probably a, a reason maybe there's a reason maybe officiating has gotten worse i think it has That's probably gotten better i mean imagine I think officiating's gotten significantly worse i mean i don't know and what I, they were doing out there in the 60s but they gotta have a little bit more skills now i think part of it might just be because you know they continue to like overcomplicate the rules and, True. and then the the finer details within those rules. But no, I think that officiating has gotten worse. And like I think yesterday is another reason that it's uh, something yeah. that needs to be addressed. I'm just like not yesterday a big, was bad. Yeah, I'm just not a big like ah oh, the refs. Oh the refs. I get it. Like I I get it. But I don't know. I just just not. I don't know. I never like look at a, a Tennessee basketball game and like dang the refs really controlled that one. Well, because they're going to control they, every they game. Sometimes. They're, I know, but they're going to control every game. Like it happens. Like it, it just happens. I, I mean, they make calls that you don't like. They make calls that are bad. It happens. You're just accepting it. Like yes, because it happens every game. And what are you going to do about it? You can't do anything about it. I mean, that's just like the same thing as being like, oh man, like every day, like someone just walks into my apartment and throws two eggs on the ground and then walks out. <laughs> no. But, you know, what are you going to do That's, about it? it no, happens. no, no, no. It's not that – it's not the same at all. Your justification <laughs> not... right now is just like, yeah, it's bad and it's inexcusable, but because it happens every time – What are we going to do? What, what are you going to do? I mean, if someone robbed your car every no, I'm morning, talking, like, I'm are you just going to be like, well, you know, it, it happens completely different. No, I'm talking do? about reps. What are you going to do about them? Like, what what would you do about them? Give them more money to still make calls that you're not going to like? Like, because they're still going to make mistakes. Invest more into it to make it easier for them. Like, put resources into improving officiating. Robots. Not robot. What are robots going to do? Make the right calls, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Make it more accurate than humans, I guess. You, I don't know. That's, like, the improvement. Like, there's human error. Refs get things wrong. I think we just need less calls. Well, then you're going to be mad that you're not getting calls. Like, then you're going to be like, oh, that was a foul. Mm-hmm. Or just consistency. There's never going to be consistency. You can't always – there's just never going but to be consistency. But within a game, like, it needs to be like – And that's part of the fun to me, that the refs get stuff wrong here and there. It's so frustrating, but it's like, oh, it's good. Like, you know, it's like frustrating. Frustrating yeah, in a good way. What's, what makes – it gives like everyone gives everyone a, a common hate, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it would be terrible to be a ref. I mean, terrible. The, the players on the teams are making mistakes all the time during the games. Like, oh yeah. I mean, they're just. Well, that's not the same thing at all. <laughs> what do you mean? That's their job. Like, the players are out there to play the game. The refs are out there to ref the game. Like, nobody's going to be perfect in the entire thing. You can't just like expect a ref just because he's not a player in the game or something like that to be able to make every single call. Yeah, and like that, I'm okay with. Like, what you guys are describing is not what's happening. Like, what you guys are describing is, like, yeah, every, like, play, sometimes there's bang-bang calls. Like, sometimes there's some bad calls, and, like, that happens. But what what's happening is is beyond that. Like, we've got what, to the What point- are the calls in that game that, that influence the outcome, like, 
outside of the Bengals, basically outside of the Bengals play. Like, what is the what is the play that the refs made a mistake on that lost them the game? That lost the. Bengals I mean, I, I was like in the first game, for example. The refs didn't lose. Like the refs aren't the reason why the Niners lost that game. They don't have a quarterback that can grip a. Football. I mean, the refs significantly changed that game. They still had Brock Purdy. Significantly who grip a football. changed that game. They still would have lost. By they a still would have lost that. Because they called it a, they called it like a fifty-five yard pass on fourth and three, that hit the ground a complete pass, and then the Eagles scored two plays later. They lost thirty-one. To how seven, do you not Charlie, see the direct the, impact? The quarterback got destroyed in the. How first. do you not see direct impact though? Like how are you guys just being like, oh, the direct well, impact on that game is game. Josh Johnson who hasn't game. played in the the, the refs calling an incomplete pass complete is uh, it's just part of the game. Uh, someone just getting a free fifty-five yard play on fourth down. Oh, that's just part of the game. Furthermore, you don't know if the field position would have set up the 49ers to score. That could have been a fourteen-point swing. Brock Purdy's inability to hold a football is the reason why that game is not closer than it is. It is not because maybe the refs. he doesn't get hurt if they don't call that. <laughs> oh my god! god. I mean, no, but but that's true though. Like it's it, it changes the game flow. Yeah, if I mean, the Eagles didn't that, score there, that's the biggest there, hypothetical but if, but in I mean, the world. There, but it, but it's true though. But if if you call that an incomplete pass, like it should have been a f- call, and I, I don't even have a dog in the fight. I'm not a 49ers fan. I'm not a Bengals fan. I don't really care about any of the four teams. But, like, if you call that an incomplete pass, right, then maybe Brock Purdy isn't running the same play in the same situation that he hurt his elbow on. Like, that game flow was oh, affected. I get, I get that, yeah, that call severely affected the game. And, yeah, there that could have been. That shouldn't happen there in the could NFC have been, Championship. I know, but it does. But saying it does is just. It happens ridiculous. for every game, not just AFC. Like it's just like, that's, that's just, ridiculous. That's just, just how like, it oh, works. Yeah, like, it's just how it like, works. That'd be like going to it's the either... same place for lunch every day, and every day there's one no, big you're, old loogie <laughs> on your chicken your sandwich. Non-sports, but like, well, it your, your non-sports analogies don't they, they don't no, apply. They don't apply. The people no. are listening. They're <laughs> they don't apply. I'm just saying, it's either you put in these human errors and these misses, and you get these egregious calls. Human errors, or an, you put in robots. Human, human error. Is an, a part of the game. Egregious and consistent <laughs> human error should not and and cannot continue to be part of the game. I'm just saying, there sometimes is a you get bad calls. There is a difference, and it's unfortunate. But it's either that or you get robots. I'm like, for robots. If you want to do robots, no robots sure. are stupid. Well, then like, you're going to get bad calls if you don't want robots. Again, like like calling a strike a, a ball that is. You I know, agree. On the I, line, don't, that's I don't. I don't mind. Error. That's I, part of the game. That's part of the game. I'm well, they okay sometimes that. are egregious ones that okay change that. the out, out, you know, outcome a, of a game. Spot being like half a yard off, like that happens. You know, maybe you need a replay review to like catch something. That happens. That's part of the game. But what's not and should not be part of it is are the egregious and consistent errors that we've been seeing and officiating, not just in the NFL, not just in the NBA, but in college football and college basketball. I just like I I get it. You wonder who gets it right, by the way, except for in Game Six of the Stanley Cup in 2018, Soccer. hockey. Those refs are good. <laughs> hockey refs, man, they get it. I hardly ever have a gripe with them, besides that one major gripe that I had in the Preds uh, Stanley Cup. I just like, what are we gonna do about it? Like, don't do it again. Slap on the wrist. Yeah, <laughs> slap on this, the wrist. Like what? You should lose your job <laughs> if you're not doing it well enough. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I Jerome agree, Boger but like, should not have a job in the NFL as a, as an official. Okay, and then they're going to get another guy, and he's probably going to make a bad call next year. It's just 
<laughs> like incentivize good officiating further. Make guys full time. Like do things to actively try to improve upon. So what happens when a ref a is full time and misses a call, Charlie? Are you just gonna have an aneurysm and, and freak out that you know? It's not just like I, I'm not upset about like a missed call here or there. Like human error is part of it. It's the consistent game in and game out, just poor officiating. There's poor officiating across every single sport. Exactly. That's the point. That's a problem. That's a problem. It. You can't change it. Yes, you can. And we're just not doing it. Chris just brought a Chris just Texas brought up a great point to us. Charlie, how would you feel about LeBron's feeling not getting getting these calls in these games? What? I felt pretty angry that he didn't get a call that he should have Saturday night. I'll tell you that much. It's happened four other times. That you no, you were you were complaining about his reaction to, to that whole call in Boston. It's happened like four other times to him. And you're like, oh, why Saturday is he night? on his knees? And Saturday night, dramatic Saturday reaction? night. Go look at our group text. I was in all caps, yelling and, and complaining about the officiating because I had Lakers money line. Well, that's yeah, that's the only reason why. If you had been if you had Celtics, Celtics money line, would have been a different reaction maybe. That I would say. Wow, these refs are bad, but I'm glad that they're bad for our side. <laughs> I I said that Pat, on Wednesday. Pat Beverly actually. bringing out the cameras. I said that on Wednesday amazing. night against that game had the so Georgia Bulldogs content. when we started that game out, and and uh, God, who was the Pat Adams? Pat Adams was pretty one sided Wednesday night. I thought at least in the first half against Georgia, and I actually said glad that Pat Adams chose Georgia as his victim and not us because this is bad officiating. So yeah. even if it does no, it impact happens. my team, I'm, I'm still noticing it and talking about I it. I guess the way that I see it is like I know that there's going to be inconsistencies and nothing's going to really change about that. Nothing I say is going to change about that, certainly. And I'm sure SEC coaches for years have been outspoken about it, only so much they could do. It's going to happen, so I just don't let it, in my opinion, like dictate my enjoyment of the game dictate my thoughts on the game more just so focused on the teams even though it does yeah it does change outcomes of games here and there and it is frustrating but there's only so much that the I can do the argument that you guys are making right now is that if something what do you want me to do you want me to bad, march down to wherever the NFL head offices is and I mean, say well, again, I gotta the pay them you, more the, the argument that you guys are making <laughs> right now is essentially this if something is bad for long enough it becomes okay no Yes, that's, that's, a, that's, that's what you guys I'm, are saying. It's not that it's okay. It's that it's okay. part of the game it's because it's happened for part of it. Whoever knows how long? Probably thirty years now. It Refs is, have always been bad. It, it not, could be it, mad about it, 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 but but you can't do anything about it unless you want robots. Increasingly worse. I think it's always been bad. It's always been that way. It's always been bad. It's always been that way. People have been complaining about officials for years and years and years. I'm sure the refs were just as bad when you were watching a Titans game when you were sitting on your couch when you were 10 years old. You just had no idea, and now you have a lot more. Your brain's fully developed now. You're getting to the point your brain's almost fully developed, so you're starting to realize more. You wanted your bet to go to overtime, so the officials call there that doesn't get the game to overtime that gets you pissed off so now refs are making bad calls all around the field that's Charlie I want to see you uh officiate a local uh youth basketball game and, see, and just get berated and see what happens I just want to see if there is a football your calls. basketball or baseball game happening anywhere within five hours of here I will come umpire officiate or referee <laughs> it and I will be better immediately <laughs> immediately than any you're Semi-professional just, you're just good. or professional. 
You're just good at, at reffing all of a sudden. Woke up this morning. Man, give it, can you give me a good charge? Good. <laughs> I, mean, I already find myself like knowing more than like high school refs <laughs> half the time. Yeah, I mean, I could be, I could admit, I probably would be a terrible ref. <laughs> I know the rules well. I study them. There you go. No, I mean, I'm, someone come let me ref a game. I will. Anyone need a, a high school ref? That would be awesome. I would love. Uh, I would love to watch. We'll just go. We'll work around the whole TSSAA, reg, you know, yeah, whatever. You don't need to go through all that. Yeah, just or even like let me just shadow <laughs> ref. Like I'll just. Like the real refs will be on the court, and I'll just be all like off the side of the court, like dressed in a fake ref costume, doing my own referee, mm-hmm. critiquing yep. the actual officials. Yeah, no, I think that could be a good, a good little thing. We just have you be the Gene Sterator. You just I know. become Gene Sterator. Now that's an easy job. We're that's talking a about great easy jobs. Job. Gene Sterator. Hey, Gene, has an we easy need job. you to agree with the officials. Sounds. Hey, good. what's the call in the field? <laughs> pass interference. Yeah, Jim, I think this is a pass interference, guys. He is a spokesperson for the referees. It gets on a couple of times a game. That also pissed me off was uh, the way that Greg Olson and Tony Romo both just allowed the NFL to use them as vehicles. Uh, I think they, I think Greg Olson does. A I great think job. Greg Olson does a great mm-hmm. job. I think that Tony does a good job too, game. but he's just everyone's getting used to his like oh, his antics. His like, antics I think aren't that new Greg anymore. Olson is like one of the best in the game. Like I that love was a great Greg job. Olson. Yesterday I thought that there was a couple times where like. Uh, he was a little bit too agreeable, but uh, no, I, Tony Romo was terrible. See, I didn't listen to the whole thing. Tony Romo last night like Bad. sounded drunk. Bad. I think he just is like he's taking the whole like oh like he wasn't even like the, forming whoa! sentences. He just like has at, at one point he's taking the energy to another level because I think he's trying to do something new like to to I don't know I don't. He was talking. I about don't know Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler. I did hear that one. I was like, "Oh, oh sorry, that's he interesting." He just says things like, <laughs> "It's like we're talking Michael this, Jordan already." Like he'll just say things, and he'll just act like he is making the most profound statements of all time. He'll be like, "You know, the team that's going to win this game is just going to have a player that's going to step up and make a football play." That's true. And I was just like, "Tony, what?" That's truth. Even from <laughs> like even from the beginning, I think his whole shtick is is bad. Like the whole oh, it's well, you know. Two-minute drill drive here, third and nine. Jim, I think they're going to be looking to throw something to the sticks here. They're going to need to pick up a first down with the game on the line. And then, sure enough, <laughs> it'll be like a 13-yard route, and they'll be like, oh, Tony Romo, Nostradamus over here, man. He knew well, he they do- were going to throw the ball He doesn't do nine. that anymore. That was a that was a first-year thing. He, he's, he's, he's grown Tony out of Romo's that role. Tony Romo's awful. Like, I like Tony. Tony Romo I like is Tony. – the worst color commentator out of all the Fox and the CBS fall from grace, man. He you, he went from like the I, best to the worst all of a sudden. People's minds. What consistent. happened? He was the, he went from the worst to even worse in my mind. So what happened? Like he, I, it gets to the point where it makes me angry. Like I need I don't like to listen to games that Tony Romo's on the call. I, I like to put it on mute. I didn't put it, the AFC Championship game on mute because it's the AFC Championship game. You deal with it, but like Tony Romo is bad. Like, really bad. Like, <laughs> should not continue to be on CBS's main crew bad. And I just think there are, like, a lot of other guys that could do a better job. I don't know. There's still a lot more I'd like to talk about. We didn't even get to the good, bad, and the ugly today. It's already 1147. <laughs> uh, so we'll just go ahead and catch this last break, and we'll just get the best bet on the other side, and I guess we can always circle back tomorrow. Stay with us here on The Blitz. Blitz. 
All right. Wrapping up the show the way we always do with a little best bet for you. Man, there was, there's was just so much that happened that we couldn't get into today. Wish we could have, but again, we'll have more time tomorrow. Do I? I was thinking about this. What did I spin on Friday? On the wheel. Did you spin the wheel on Friday? Was it no punishment? Oh, yeah, it was no punishment. This was, is that, so was that Thursday? No, no, no. Mm. Mm. Did we spin the wheel on Friday? I'm kind of wondering if we spun the wheel. Well, you definitely have to do it today because we missed Wednesday. No, I spun twice. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I spun, but I spun twice on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Oh. Did you get another NBA game and then? Another yeah, you got game? another NBA, which you probably haven't really been doing. I, I think there was no NBA and then no punishment <laughs> or an NBA. Yeah, game so you got no one more spin though. You got one more spin. Are we sure? Yeah, you didn't do one on Friday. Are we sure? Because we, I feel like we would have come to a conclusion of like, hey, yes, you finished. No, you have one more. You I'm didn't do one on Friday. Sure. You got one more, so might as well go knock it out. Wheel is just. I mean, if we if we knocked it out on Friday, maybe you'll just get no punishment. I'll spin one more wheel, right? I hope it's just a suit for the week. Again. But I'm gonna go back. <laughs> You're not wearing the suit again. If it's something, oh, I, well, I was. I had an. Yeah, I was interviewing Griffin Merritt this morning. Well, that would have been perfect. I was already late. Wear a suit for the interview. I was already Griffin late. Merritt's like, do you know how to tie a tie, Charlie? <laughs> Yeah, so it would have looked really good for an interview. Uh, it's not connecting to AirPlay, so I guess I'll just spin it here instead. Uh, I want to see it. Pulling up the punishment wheel. If it's something really bad, though, I am going to go double-check Friday. I'm pretty sure you didn't, because we would have had some kind of closure. I feel like I would have remembered it, This too. is closure. The wheel. This is closure. Wow. The wheel is just Look no punishment. Look oh, at that. No punishment. All right. Shout-out to me for... You're out of it either way. Being respectable there and, and, you know, making sure that I got what was just in, in the wheel, it respected it It back. did. It did. Mutual respect. That's what the wheel's all about at the end of the day. It was always respect. It was always bad officiating. <laughs> <laughs> officiating gate that's on a, this Monday. That's officially in the first August, September, October, November, December. Six months of this show, I think the most heated debate we've ever got in, and that wasn't really all that heated. Yeah, not really. It still probably was. It's not funny. A, not a big yeller. We used to get into like heated debates. Me and John did on Talk Sports <laughs> every single day that were like twice as aggressive as those. Yeah, I'm just not a it's big. A, I'm not a big a, fighter. It's been a weird changeup. Not a big fighter, like but got my arguing shoes back. <laughs> I'm also not a I hate the officials guy. I'm not. A, I'm not a big like. I try not I'm to all, be. I'm anti officials. Seems like lately I have been. So you I guess, are very anti official. I feel like so since the I've start of the show to not be like I've really been like a pro officials like it's only with Titans games, Tennessee basketball games, and a game that Charlie's gambled on in a, in a gambled <laughs> game. Yeah, there are so I'm usually like not all that angry. But I don't know. They're really like there's only one Tennessee basketball game from this year that I'm really all that upset with Arizona from and it's Arizona and that was just that was fair bad that's one that I I will I mean I also like I accept that it was lopsided in your direction the year prior against Arizona but like I, that also was bad um, no I don't know I I've never actually been that big of an anti-official guy except it just seems like I've now found myself in like seven anti-ref stances in the last like six months and i never really wanted to be there because i don't like being that guy 
I don't know. Uh, best bet to wrap up the show. Yeah, I'm going to go to um, Big 12 matchup here. Uh, Iowa State and Texas Tech. Iowa State has lost three of their last five. Texas Tech has lost four of their last five. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Texas Tech here tonight at home. Pretty much a pick 'em, close game, good game. But I'm gonna take uh, Texas Tech money line. Maybe get back on the right track here at home. See if we can pull one off. Get a ranked win. Andy, what NBA game am I watching tonight? Uh, you're gonna be watching uh, Warriors and Thunder. On at 8 o'clock, it's in OKC. Thunder are 24-25. Warriors are 25-24. So, pretty cool there. Both teams could be 500 by the end of the night. Never know. You want me to, like, live tweet it tonight so you know I'm watching? Yeah, I don't believe that you're actually watching these games. I have been. Did you watch the one on Friday? No. No. I was broadcasting on Friday. <laughs> and Fair. I got home at, like, 1130 and just didn't want to. Fair enough. Watch a recording of an NBA game, if we're being honest. Over unders two forty two and a half. That feels like a lot, dude. You got to quit. You got to give me some better under, over unders. No, I you know, you're, I think you're doing this on. I think you're picking losers now, just so I have to lose the games I'm watching. <laughs> no, it's because you keep betting. The only times I lose are the ones you bet on. So you gotta so stop. I got Warriors Thunder. Uh, yes, you got Warriors Thunder. All right, I'll figure out a way to watch. Used it. to be a must-watch game. First game in their regular season series this year. Yeah, they used to be used to be a heated rival. Used to be, still is. I mean, you look at them again, one game apart. <laughs> yeah, heated. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So NBA. That's your best bet. Yeah, my best bet. <clears throat> Been going a little back and forth on this one, it's, uh, but I think, oh, I think I'm gonna take them. I think I'm going to take Colgate minus 17 tonight. Who do they play? Uh, minus 17. Loyola, Maryland. Yeah, that's, that's minus a, 17. 17 scares me. That's laying a lot of points. Like that's why I've been back and forth all morning. That is so many points to lay. But Colgate's at home. They shoot so well at home, and and I just don't have a lot of faith in Loyola, Maryland. I just I really like I really like my Colgate, my Colgate Raiders. Tennessee will be ranked number three here in three minutes. Perhaps number two. I Could think be. for Houston, a loss at home followed by a narrow escape at home. Both of them pretty big, pretty big favorites. Might even jump Houston. I guess we'll see. Uh, but for Sam Beard, for Andy Brock, I'm Charlie Collier. Thanks for listening. I'm sure John Reed, Cody McClure, well, they'll be probably talking about that AP poll one a whole lot more uh, coming up next on Talk Sports. Stay locked in to Fan Run Radio.